Welcome to 10 Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our 10 favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. Hello, friend. I'm Brian Hart. I'm Karen McFarlane Holman. And this week, we have a fun episode. We've only done this one other time. This Uh is our almost cool sheet. So we're going to go a little more rapid fire. We're each going to share 10 Mm -hmm. things that are still very cool. But for one reason or the other, just didn't quite yeah. make it to the the extra cool sheet status. Um, so they're almost cool sheets. Yes. <laughs> so you, you maybe they're not full cool sheet, but you get twice as many. Yeah, that's right. So it still all works out. And yeah. they're still pretty dang cool. I did pick some good ones. Yeah, me too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to be talking about a hack. And this hack is called 12-foot ladder. So... Uh, 12-foot ladder, um, essentially what you do is a paywall uh, remover. So if there's articles that you can't read because they're, um, you know, they're protected by a paywall, you need to subscribe or do whatever, you can actually just copy and paste to go to this website, paste it in, and it will remove it as best as it can. And it works well and for a lot of pages. So the reason why this person did it is they say they believe that Google AdWords killed the web. Google AdWords incentivized sites to peddle SEO optimization and other garbage like that, and they were really sick of it. So I do have a little bit of mixed feelings about this because you are, um, sometimes, you know, I do want to subscribe to certain things like the New York Times, but I can't subscribe to everything, and when I don't, I might visit this website. Mine or might not. (laughs) Excellent. I have never heard of anything like this. Yeah. So I, you know, I think I shared a one hack with you of just what it was one very specific site that mm. you kind of bypass their paywall, but this one works for tons, tons oh. of different sites. It's really good. I actually from Recommendo, former Cool Sheet, twice mm. now uh, because it made the best of, uh, talked about this one. And yeah, I've never heard of one source. I've heard like, mm. okay, for this website, do this. For this website, you can try this. But never one that's just like, we pretty much work for as many as we can. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty cool. Nice. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. My f- cool sheet is a book. And this is called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. It is by Vishen Lakiani. Vishen Lakiani is the founder of Mind Valley, former cool sheet. I really enjoyed this book. It has got some unique ways of seeing your place in the world and really getting you to question things and break out of the status quo. I would say that's the number one thing. It didn't make the full cut though because it does get repetitive. I feel like it could have been way more concisely written. I, one of the, my favorite things about it is he talks about something called brules, which is short for baloney or uh, BS rules put together. And so that's part of this whole breaking out of the status quo. I listened to the audiobook. I really enjoyed it. I like his accent, the way he talks. Um, it's, it's a good book. The, the, the code of the extraordinary mind. <laughs> well, you faked me out with the pause. I know, I know I did. I was like, I should repeat the name <laughs> of the book. It. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing that. Yeah, you know, that happens a little too often with yeah, books. They're repetitive. So mm-hmm. and, and sometimes mm-hmm. I understand that you need to kind of hear that same idea in different ways, but the same mm-hmm. time, five times before you get it. 
I know that that's a thing in psychology, but also mm. I know that it's also a filler use to like make like a filler. book thicker yeah. and uh-huh. more established, or I think even publishing might have a minimum, or I don't know. I don't Maybe. know how that game works, but I don't like mm. it as much. That's mm-hmm. why I like about Derek Sivers' books, who was just, I was just a, thinking the about best him. of how concise yeah. it is, and, and you know, right. he had to self-publish, of course. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, there you go. So all of these show notes are going to be on tebbesis.com slash almost 2021. My next one is going to be a soundboard, and this is called My Instance. And definitely check out the link because this will take you right to it. Um, but these are just trending, funny sounds. Um, the first one, when you click on the link, takes you to the ones that are popular in the United States. This really reminds me of like the older radio shows that had that soundboard where something would happen and it would be like, you know, a little horn or a little buzzer, things like that. And I really just love it. I, I should, um, I've talked about form cool sheets where, you know, you, you want to hang out with friends that are other in other age. So this is a really good one for the young kids. Cause there's a lot of like TikTok trends or meme sounds and things I haven't heard of like the vine boom or bruh or the Taco Bell bong buzzers. There's lots and lots and lots of farts. There's also some, some explicit ones. There's that air horn, you know, that meh, 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 meh. Um, there's song clips and TV clips and more farts, of course, but there's so many different things. There's this instant push of a button you can, and it's just, I laugh so much, but it's just not quite cool enough for two minutes to talk about it, but it's worth checking out my instance. I love it. And I can totally, oh, shoo, shoo. <laughs> oh boy, we're really off on this Whoa. one because it's so different. Yeah, you know, it really... is. It is. Um, <laughs> there's it... no rules in an almost cool sheet no. anyway. So. Yeah, those are rules anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so I totally can see how this could go both ways because you were like old radio shows, mm-hmm. so like kids hearing, oh, what did an old telephone sound like? What yeah, did, uh, for sure. You know, all those old school things. And then the, and then likewise, the older people like checking out what the younger kids are into. So I love that. Yeah. And you can just kind of, you're, you're up on pop culture, what's popular. Yeah. Old mm. stuff, new stuff. Um, I wish I would work it a little bit more into the show, but it's another thing that I just haven't oh, yeah, had time to layer. do. Yeah. But uh, it is cool. And I kind of did forget about it. So I'm glad I went back to my yeah. almost mm. notes and found it again. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. My cool sheet is a gadget, and this is binoculars. And I did want to highlight a, a certain brand and type to get. Of course, you can get any of these within Zeiss, but Zeiss makes a line called Terra, and specifically these ones that are pocket, so they're smaller. So this is the Zeiss Terra ED Pocket. And I also, if you're really not sure what to get, I would recommend the 10 by 25. So binoculars, they allow you to do and see so many cool things. If you're into bird watching, or maybe you're not into bird watching, but you're interested in it, you can use it for any kind of landscape viewing. And you can even use it for astronomy for the larger objects that are up in the sky. And binoculars, wow, they have gotten so much better over time. So even if you have some old binoculars, you might wanna scale up a little bit. These ones that I'm talking about are great value for the zoom that you get, the stability of them, the size and compactness of them, and the lightweight of them. So if you're interested in getting some new binoculars, I do highly recommend the Zeiss Terra ED Pocket 10 by 25.
oh, I love this, how specific that was on that, which mm -hmm. ones to get. Yeah, I think about those old binoculars, you know, the like ones you always see that are like yes, this long. Right. And, and I kind of yeah. like those because they're just like <laughs> yeah. so, they're unmistakable. Uh-huh. Um, you also left out, you know, there's bird watching, there's anything, but spying on people, you know, you left out the best oh, I, application well, I for binoculars. <laughs> see what the neighbors are up to. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, kind of. But I, so I did get super specific because yeah. um, my sister's good friend is professional, like mm. professional in bird watching and, oh, bird yeah. and all sorts. And then David Craig, Professor Willamette. Yeah. Um, and these are these are like the okay, if you're not kind of thing, kind or of yeah, for a, more for a entry. beginner. Okay. Yeah, entry like entry level. So entry level, but still very best good. Best bang for your buck. Best bang for your bucks. Cool, like, I yeah. like it. All mm -hmm. the things we like. Indeed. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. I have to check that out because I'm wondering what those crazy neighbors are. <laughs> right. I mean, because I want to watch birds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and definitely check out all these links. You can find right to that specific uh, thing binocular at tenbestes.com/slash almost twenty twenty one. I'm gonna be talking about a kitchen gadget. Now this could be a, a full cool, cool sheet. It is definitely worth it because it's so, such a game changer for me, but it's just, it's just one little thing. And so I was like, two minutes, can I? But maybe I should. Anyway, it is chain mail for cleaning cast iron pans. So on YouTube, you can see it, um, but it, it literally just looks like chain mail. And it is by a mile, the best way to clean cast iron pans. Now we've talked about cast iron a lot. We've talked about various methods of cooking and what's the best and cleaning and seasoning and things like this. But to clean, I've tried so many different things. I've tried brushes. You don't want to get it too scratchy, um, and, uh, but it has to have some you know, grit that can get some of the grit off. Um, I've tried newspapers and that you're constantly like throwing it away. It's, this is reusable. You can use it forever. In fact, I even put this thing down the garbage disposal by mistake and it survived. It has a little bit of some of the, you know, the chinks in the armor, but it's still super intact. It's so easy. You just, you put your, uh, your cast iron under water, give it a little, you know, let it soak just a little bit and you're done, you clean that, it's so easy. And anybody that has it is like, oh yeah, it's the best purchase I've ever made for cleaning cast iron. It is the best, hands down, it's cheap, it's like 10 bucks. Definitely, if you have a cast iron, just do yourself a favor, get chainmail, thank me later. There you go. Hand that over, please. <laughs> Oh, I need this. And you know what? I just, I just want one. <laughs> I know it's actually like, it's like the equivalent of ASMR for touch. Yes. Like it's just, yeah, the feel oh. of it. And you know, maybe don't put it on your face because it's probably been in my pan. <laughs> and in who my knows what pan. I had. Yeah. Um, no, I love it. No, I'm, I want one for my living room. Just like, just kind of out there, like by the couch and I can just sit there. But seriously, um, I, yeah, I do, I use cast iron all the time for everything, and I just kind of fake it. I use, like, other utensils to scrape. I use, because, like, for steel me, wool is, Yeah, like, no, leaves. steel wool's no good, no. and it'll take off the seasoning. Yeah. Um, you do, you should be re-seasoning your pan every so mm -hmm. often anyway, so this will be fine for that. But also, um, you know, a lot of the times I'll use my dish brush, and then it's black you know, because that cast iron season does get onto your brush. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. I don't like commingling my things. And I'm not yeah. usually into unitaskers, but this one, it's a game changer. And like I said, five, 10, maybe 15 bucks. It's so good. 
I'm getting one. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said choo-choo again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a too cool sheeter. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Whew. All right. My next cool sheet, I'm going to be talking about a podcast. This is The Daily Stoic. It is hosted by Ryan Holiday. He is the author of The Daily Stoic, a book, former cool sheet, as well as many other books, including Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy, many others. He has great conversations with impactful people in this podcast. Very good ideas come up. They're really natural conversations, which I always appreciate. And good ideas emerge from these conversations. I do have to say, though, it didn't make the full cut as a real full-on cool sheet because it does feel like there are a lot of ads in it and the conversations are a bit more meandering and longer than I can actually usually handle. So it is good if you don't mind the long form podcast, it's great. If you don't mind ads and things like that, um, it's great. Uh, and I love stoicism and he of course is an expert on that. And so I do recommend it. The Stoic Daily Stoic Podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have listened to it too. And yeah, I've never quite stuck with it. He used to, I think, just do like, you know, you got me that book. And I think yes. you talked about mm -hmm. it, The Daily Stoic. And yeah. they're very short. Again, and it's yes. none of the like really yeah. short little things. And I think when he started his podcast, um, or maybe it was an email. I got an email and it was mm -hmm. essentially one passage from the mm -hmm. book. Yeah. And I really like that. And I do like longer form sometimes. But yeah, you're not, you can't always do it all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. If you want to check out the show notes, though, definitely go to 10 bestscom slash almost 2021, and you can get links to all of these different things. I'm going to be talking about a Chrome extension. This one is a game changer for sure. It's a Chrome extension for YouTube specifically, so it's very specific, but game changer. It's called DFTube. I probably don't even want to know what that stands for, but just trust me, DFTube. Now what this does, it gets rid of the autoplay at the beginning. So sometimes, you know, when you click on a video, it just goes and starts right away. You're not always ready for it to start. Maybe you want to queue it up and you're in the middle, like, especially if you're, uh, I don't know about this, but some people watch YouTube when they're at work and it can be embarrassing if all of a sudden it just starts blasting <laughs> in your office. I mean, I don't know anything about that, but it could be bad. <laughs> and also it gets rid of the suggestive videos. You can get rid of the comments. You can get rid of the entire sidebar. So if you just want to watch a video and not go down that rabbit hole and spend hours and hours and hours on YouTube, this is great. And you can toggle it all on and off. Cause sometimes I do want to go down a rabbit hole. I want to know what to suggest, especially like prepping for cool sheets and things like that. But there are many times where I don't want to spend three hours um, just in case I might do it at work, but I never would. Uh, but definitely check out this, a Chrome extension, DFTube. Okay, so that was gonna be my question. Can you can you have it set on those settings and then pull away? Yeah, easily? so it's a quick little oh, once you get yeah. it, there's a little icon that looks like the play button on YouTube, and you would click it, click it, and then that way you can kind of go nice. in there and like, yeah, okay, now I don't want to see comments or this might be a good one if we get really big and we get lots of like troll comments, I might like Yeah. I comments <laughs> forever. <laughs> I'll try to like Respond to the nice people, but yeah. That's great. Oh, I love it. Thank <laughs> but you. But for other videos, more importantly, for other videos, you know, you don't always want suggested. So it can, it'll block up mm -hmm. even the suggested that come up by mm -hmm. YouTube mm -hmm. that pop them up. It will get rid of that. Like it's mm -hmm. wild, but it just makes this really nice, clean interface where you can just focus. Cause a lot of times yes. that's distracting too. You're trying to look and then you start looking yeah. here and there and my little rabbit squirrel brain can't well, do it. So. 
And you talked about work, so I use YouTube in my work. Like I will find videos oh, yeah. that where I can yeah, show I my students. Yeah, I do that all the time too. That's the only time I've if ever there's, used YouTube. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, but it, I really do. When I'm doing that, I need to focus. I cannot, yeah. there are no rabbit holes allowed. Yes. But they come up and then I'm like, eh. Yeah, you know, so. yeah exactly. Or they, it's just a, it would be a cleaner work environment for your kids too. If they're, if they're yeah. listening to it, the students are. Right. You know, right. be nice to just be like, we're watching this one and yeah. there's not going to be weird pop-ups and mm -hmm. things and stuff. For sure. For yeah. sure. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. My cool sheet is a website and it is called grunge.com. This one is definitely almost. It was not going, I, I thought maybe it was going to make it be a full cool sheet, but once I dove into it, I realized it has a little bit of that clickbaity vibe, okay? So, you know, BuzzFeed and all of that. So I thought, okay, no, this, is, this just doesn't make it. But this is the thing, is that I found articles on there that were really interesting and where I was learning. And so in a sense, it was, it was really useful and, and great, but then it wasn't. So um, there's also not just things where you learn, but there's also some funny articles. And, and one I really enjoyed was the origin of this one goes to 11, which I knew very well talks about Spinal Tap, but I clicked on it anyway because I love Spinal Tap and all that. And in the article, it talked about other references, movie references, and how the, those words and phrases eventually did make it into the dictionary. And I really like learning about words and vocabulary and stuff like that. So the, it's an almost cool sheet. I like it. Grunge.com. I don't think I've heard of Grunge.com. I've probably seen it and just not realized where it came from or whatever. But you know where I it came going from? To that. It came from you talked about a cool sheet, and I looked up the author of mm. the article mm -hmm. and found out about her. And it said she also writes for Grunge.com. And oh, I was like, wow. Grunge.com. And I looked it up, and then that's how I found oh, it. There you so go. it was a very that's wild. meandering yeah, that's way. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. In, in, I totally know what you're saying about <clears throat> BuzzFeed because there are some actually some pretty good articles on there. But yeah, I always feel a little dirty like yeah. over there. And <laughs> it's it's like, ah, oh, it's so clickbaity. And I'm like, but it's working because I do want to see that. Mm -hmm. I will say, you know, former Cool Sheet, long time Cool Sheet too, uh, Lifehacker, one of my favorite websites, mm. but it is really turning into that too. Like mm. every article now is slideshows. And I mm. get it, the data behind that is like overwhelmingly good, but I don't always want just a slideshow. Yeah. I want to read an article. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I hope that Life Lifehacker isn't always going to be that. They're going to be downgraded. I know. Come on, Life Hacker. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm sure they heard us. They watch this show all the oh, time. Yeah. So For maybe sure. they'll change it. Probably not. <laughs> but check out all these links on tembesses.com slash almost 2021. I'm going to be talking about a website. This website is so funny. Um, it is how far can you drive your vehicle on empty? <laughs> so knowing how many miles you can drive on an empty gas tank can prevent you from getting stranded. So this is kind of funny because I don't drive. I've been car free for almost uh, nine years now. Now I do drive at work while I'm at work because we have company vehicles and I have to, but overall, but what I do relate to is that, you know, when, when the old light would come on and the, you'd be on E, especially when I was younger, I, I, I wouldn't have much money and I'd always like try to stretch it out as long as I could, but you never really knew. 
and let alone that every model of car is different. And um, I luckily have never run out of gas before, but I know many of my friends that have, and it was always the same thing. It was when they were in their 20s or maybe late teens, and you just, you're always trying to push it. Well, this just gives you a chart of the make and model and how much time. So when that E, when that light comes on, or if you're in that red zone, you have X amount of miles and how far you can go. It's hilarious. I just thought it was funny. It's just not quite enough for a cool sheet, but it is funny. So definitely check it out. How far can you drive on your vehicle on empty? So I love that you say this is good for young people because I'm like, <laughs> I can do it all the time still. <laughs> so, but I like I to have, think that we I, don't do it. Anymore. I know. Well, okay. But I've definitely, oh my gosh, I've pushed it. And, and now I know, so I've had the car I have now I've had for 12 years uh -huh. and I know I've figured <laughs> so it you out. Already, you got your own little chart. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Uh, I do not Well, you should compare like it to, to the it. website. I should. And see if it's how accurate oh, you think. Oh, that's a good idea. Because you're yeah. like, oh, maybe I have five more miles. Right, and yeah. <laughs> the thing that I, I'm worried that people like think they have, oh, okay, oh, now I know man. exactly. And then more people Ugh. are going to run out too. That's also why it's an almost. Yeah. And I got to say, I don't enjoy doing it. I, no. And I don't do it very no, often. No, it causes but... so much stress. Oh, yeah. But oh. everybody's done it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think everybody has, so it is. it did make me chuckle. And I have never run out of gas. Woo! Good, thank yes. goodness. Yes, all right, thank you for that one. You're That's welcome. Entertainment, if nothing else. Yes. But my cool sheet has to do with psychology, and this is something called the Pygmalion effect, and it stems from the fact that your beliefs influence your actions, and then your actions influence the people around you. So here's an example. If you have high expectations for someone, you will treat them in a way that reflects those expectations. And then it can make that person subconsciously perform better or to the level that, that you're feeling. So this cycle, and this has been studied, so this is, this is proven. This cycle results in higher expectations from one person leading to higher performance in the other person. This is seen, I have personally seen this a lot in teaching me as an instructor, but it is also well known in other places. It's well known coaches and with sports and things like that. And what it has gotten me to think about is that it probably works in the reverse as well. Lower expectations and how it affects other people. And I'm sure that's been studied too. And that's something to be very, very aware of when you are thinking about what your expectations are for another person. So the Pygmalion effect. Wow, yeah, I didn't know much about that. So that's mm. cool. Uh, really interesting. It is interesting. And uh, yeah, so many, uh, uh, like I said, it's, it's a well-known effect that's been studied a lot. So yeah, I just I, certainly something I never had a name for because it was mm. very. I, even when I saw that on the notes, I was like, "Oh, how yeah. have I never heard of this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but very cool. I don't know the the origin of it. Yeah, Big well, maybe, Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to check that out yes, too. Yes. But thank you so much for sharing. You're that. welcome. I appreciate that. My cool sheet is going to be an article. This article is called For the Modern Man, A New Friend is Just a Podcast Away. <laughs> so I really love this article. I thought it was funny. It just It's a pretty short article and it's just kind of a funny joke. Um, but uh, it talks about how you're consistently uh, unable to make new friendships in this wild world that we live in now. But 
there's a lot of people that are hobbyist podcasts and this is a good way to connect and kind of have this uh, little mandate. Um, it's funny but actually relatable because I have thought about this and I think it's not just men. They make it kind of in this cheeky way because guys are not very good at making guy friends, especially when you get older. But um, I will say that um, having a podcast and having when we have guest hosts, I do create more of a bond with them and I get to know them a little bit better. Maybe I ask some questions that I wouldn't normally ask them or we just we interact in non-traditional ways so it definitely does make me closer and this article just made me laugh um, so but it wasn't quite enough uh, for a focal sheet but it is for the modern man a new friend is just a podcast away <laughs> I wonder what that is about that is it real? Like, do men actually have a harder time making Yeah, it's a new, like, if you check out Men's Journal or, like, uh -huh. Art of Manliness and things like that, oh, yeah, it's always, like, known throughout the men community. It's, like, it's just really, because men, you know, because men are uncomfortable sharing their feelings or being vulnerable or and just asking another friend to hang out mm -hmm. is weird to a lot of guys. I don't have that problem that often, but I would say that I'm, not in the majority of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're getting better as men. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's usually like, and still to this day, most of my friends come from work. Um, but yeah, how mm -hmm. else do you make friends if it's not through work? You know, you guys just don't do stuff. You know, if you're golfing, you're with friends. If you're doing, you know, whatever, it's like this closed, weird group. And yeah, it just it doesn't happen very organically that often. So the idea is to start a podcast and just get friends that way. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. You're welcome. My cool shoot is a website and it is called The Spruce Eats. I do not know of the origin of that name, but this is a food website and it is really solid. This is the thing though, there are so many food websites out there and I just happen to land on this one a lot. It hasn't made it to a full cold sheet because I can't even say really why I like it. And, and because there are so many good ones out there, it's like, well, what makes this one different? And I was like, I don't know, I just like it. So here's my chance to talk about it. It is very reliable. It has lots of recipes, has lots of how-tos and I like the aesthetics of it. And this is where I've actually landed on a lot of vegan recipes for my son. And they, I just like it. That's all I'm gonna say. So if you're looking for another food website, check out The Spruce Eats. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, there are, there are so many, mm -hmm. so many, and so many really amazing ones. Yes. In fact, I'm gonna be talking about one okay. coming up later awesome. because there are so many and we've talked about, I still have my favorites that I stand by. They mm. are still cool sheets. They're bona fide. They're the ones I visit all the time, but I have, I feel like I've maybe heard of this one, but mm. yeah, I don't visit it very often. So I'll have to check it out again. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing, you know, and I still buy cookbooks and things and I try to buy more of like cooking methods and flavor equations and things like that. Mm. Concepts more than recipes because there's an infinite amount of the best recipes in the world basically for all yeah, for free yeah, on the internet. Yeah. But I do like supporting cooks and authors and things like that. So I do select some that I like, but yeah, there's so many food websites that are top tier. I remember them when there was like two or three, mm -hmm. you know, when the internet first started, I was like, oh my gosh, Epicurious and like Food TV was maybe it for a long time. Wow. And now there are just tons, so many. 
Thank you for yeah, sharing that. You're welcome. I'll check it out for sure. You can as well on our show notes at tempestus.com slash almost 2021. My cool sheet is going to be another extension. And so this is another browser extension uh, and it is called Honey. And so it's a money saving hack, I call it. So essentially what Honey does is it enters coupon codes. It auto enters coupon codes. So right when you're about ready to check something out, it will say, hey, do you want me to try these ads or these coupon codes that people have been using? And you say yes. And then it just goes, boop, 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 boop. It's like, oh, you saved you know, 10%, 20%, whatever it is. Now, this is not an ad because actually Honey is a sponsor for a lot of different podcasts and YouTube channels. So I do want to say that this is an unbiased, unpaid uh, version of this, um, you know, review, but it really has helped me. They also have a rewards program. I don't know a ton about that. Now, it's not a full cool sheet because um, I'm not sure how much it tracks you and if it sells your information. I know that Amazon actually put an official statement that it was malware, So, um, but PayPal bought it for $4 billion. That's some pretty expensive malware. Makes me think that maybe they just didn't like it. They weren't making as much money. Maybe actually like it more <laughs> and trust it even a little bit more. So check it out, honey. I found out about this from high school and college students who were using oh, it to wow. save money. And I was like, wait, yeah. what's this? So yeah, it totally works. And I did just notice yesterday that it was connected to PayPal. So that explains yeah. they bought. Yeah, they bought it for ah. four bill, jeez. Wish I would have invented honey a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. But no, it has helped me a lot. And and it goes through all the different codes and sometimes it'll, it'll say you found the best deal. Like yeah, if which you also makes did. you feel good. Yeah, you're makes like you feel good, like curvy. oh good. I mm -hmm. I did a good job shopping, but yeah, yep. it's free. It's and that's why <laughs> it's like almost too good to be true. Yeah. Like it's right. free it's like, and it just does all these checks and all of a sudden you save twenty percent. You're like, there's gotta be a catch. So that's why it's not a full cool sheet. Um, and they sponsor so many things. It's like, are they just pushing this? But no, I, I've, it saved me money, literally. Yeah, yeah. So I do want to mention it as an almost. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> good reminder for all of us. My cool sheet is a gadget, and this is called Plant Wave. All right, I'm gonna tell you about this. If, at first I was skeptical, uh, what is this thing? But the more I looked into it, it's pretty dang cool. And also I just found out that it's endorsed by places that I do trust. Wired has talked about it, it's been on NPR, TED, and other media outlets. So this is what it is. It has these little electrodes that you connect to a plant, a house plant in your house. And it picks up on the electrical signals from the plant, which is a living organism. So that totally makes sense. And then what it does is it translates those electrical pulses into sound waves. What does it sound like? It sounds kind of like meditation sounds, kind of like a binaural beats, sort of like that. So I put a great YouTube video that uh, will be in our links in our show notes that where you can be able to hear what it sounds like. And specifically in this video, they have four different plants that were connected and the plants are harmonizing together. It's really cool. But here's the downside. It is spendy. It's 300 bucks for this gadget, but it seems pretty cool. Plant wave. Man, I was ready to go. I know. 300 bucks. I, know. I don't think I can do it. Certainly not now, but. Yeah. 
this is the one of the rare times where I saw this on our notes and I like had to go, I'm like, because I'm a plant dad mm-hmm. maniac and I'm like, what is this? How do I not know about this? And I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, this looks so cool. Yeah. I totally want to know what my plants are singing to me. Yeah. Um, they might be angry sometimes too. <laughs> which would, it'd be funny if it like changed, like if you don't water them. And it's just <laughs> right. Like, or something I don't know but boy 300 I wish it wasn't that or it'd probably be a full cool sheet because that yeah. is oh, wicked for sure for sure um, so what I'm hoping is that the price goes down yes and I tell you I like what you said because it sounds super woo woo and crazy mm-hmm. but um, you know wire and NPR are great um, but Ted I know for a fact firsthand since I've uh, you know helped organize a TEDx event, they are super strict. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't have like some real science behind mm-hmm. it, they are not on board. They will not let you put your name on that. Yeah. So that does give it some credit, um, yeah. you know, credible source there yeah. along with, with those others. So if you want to check those out, go to our show notes, 10 bestest.com slash almost 2021. My next almost cool sheet is a website. This is the one, the cooking website that I just found, or else it might, and it still might be a a future cool sheet, but it is called Pinch of Yum. And it was kind of wild that this is how the world works, but I was like, you know, there's gotta be some food blogs that I don't know about. And this was last night when I was like scurrying to get my almost cool sheets, even though I had a list of like 50, they just weren't touching me the right way. That sounds dirty. It wasn't meant to be. But I found this one, Pinch of Yum, and uh, it's just so cool. So it says, simple recipes made for real, actual, everyday life. Now, what I really like about it, I think it's even won some awards. So um, really sets it apart as a category. So there's lots of health. There's um, the ease of use on their website, how to navigate. If you want healthy stuff, if you want Instapot, if you want vegetarian or vegan, I just really like how it breaks down. And of course, like we said, there's so many different food blogs. All these recipes look amazing. I can't wait to really dive in. And who knows, maybe it will graduate from almost to a full cool sheet. But right now, it's just an almost pinch of yum. Awesome. Here's another one I can go check out. I love yeah. it. You know what? That's one thing that makes a different websites stand out from the other ones is how they categorize yes, things. So absolutely. I like the sound of this one. Yeah, it was easier to navigate. I would say as good as a lot of them are, you know, they all mm-hmm. have the beautiful pictures nailed down. Mm-hmm. They're all beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Usually the website's also designed pretty well. Um, but navigation mm-hmm. is one of the big sticking points. Even for like some of the biggest ones, like I was... Uh, we've never talked about Smitten Kitchen, which is one of the biggest mm. food blogs. I love it. But it, I was looking at it again last night, and I was like, oh, maybe this is a future one. Maybe this is an almost. And I'm like, it's really hard to navigate. I was instantly, pinch of yum, like beat it in that category yeah. by far. So, yeah. Definitely That's great. Check it out. Thank you. Welcome. My cool sheet is a TV show. This is old school. So we're going back to around the year 2000, and it is called Freaks and Geeks. This is a great story, this series of stories that I loved because for me personally, it hit home because it's basically my story of when I was in high school. It is actually uncanny, all of the similarities, even how some of the characters look. And we're going down to the fact I was born in Lansing, Michigan, where this was set. We're talking about Lindsay, the, she wore this, um, the jacket she wore, I wore that same jacket, I mean, everything. It is really authentically captured, all of these stories, so much of what it's like for different groups of kids in school. That's something that we can all relate to, not just me. 
how they navigate clicks and how they discover themselves. Also, I gotta say, this is where Seth Rogen and James Franco first worked together, and that's gone on forever, clearly. And um, this was a short run. It only did a couple seasons, maybe a season and a half or something like that. So it didn't do well, but I think it's a great show. I loved it. Freaks and Geeks. Oh man, okay. So funny on so many different levels. First of all, when you said, you know, way back in 2000, and I remember when 2000 was like way into the future, like it would never come, you know, when I was younger. Yes. So I was happy, and then it was like retro to this show <laughs> uh, about the past, and this is crazy. I've never seen one episode of the show, which is wild, but I'd, oh, I always knew wow. about it. Um, it sounded interesting to me, but I just never watched it. So oh, man. I'm going to have to check it out. And so Rogan and Franco are in this show? Yes. That's wild. Yes. So now I definitely have to little, check it out. Yeah, little youngins. geeks. Little oh freaks and geeks. <laughs> they're you... still, now they're bigger freaks and geeks. Yes, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you'll really like it. And like I said, it, it made a short run, so you'll be able to binge watch it pretty cool. easily. Cool. Do you know what platform it is on by chance? I actually don't. I have a link to the IMDb, but okay, I'm not Okay, so, and you can check out a form of cool sheet, Just Watch, which I've talked about before. I'll plug it in there, and it'll tell me yeah. where I can watch it. I own it on DVD. <laughs> oh, hey, we can go real old school. <laughs> yes. Well, I have to watch it, because, yeah, you're certainly not the first one that's told mm -hmm. me about it how good that show is. Yeah, and it's uh, Paul Feig. Is that how you say it? Oh, oh, yeah. One of I know his... who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, He's I gotta check it out. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, do Well, it. check it out on our show notes, like I said. I'll put it one for Just Watch as well. There's a little bonus on there at 10bestest.com slash almost 2021. My cool sheet is gonna be food. This is lab-grown meat. So this is wild. So we've talked about alternative meat quite a bit on the form of cool sheets. We've talked about Beyond Meat, um, uh, all different kinds. You talked about Impossible Burger, I think. We've talked about how these plant-based uh, alternatives to meat that really have that same texture and feel, and even some have fake blood. This is completely different. This is lab-grown meat. So this is actual meat that they grow in a lab so no animals were killed. Uh, it's better for the environment. Uh, it could be the future, future meat, because meat is, I, I've always said that I don't think it's gonna go away until we have no choice where we're all gonna be vegan or vegetarian because we're just out. But this might actually solve that problem. The reason why it isn't a cool, a full cool sheet is because it's not really available for the public yet. And also just that idea of lab grown, is it safe? There's definitely, especially now that we're in a pandemic and all these questions that have been raised, uh, there will be tons of backlash, I'm sure. But I am very curious to see where this, how this develops. I asked my long-term vegan friend what he felt about it, since you weren't actually killing an animal. And this is a hardcore vegan, like 35 years, doesn't wear wool or leather, hardcore, true, true vegan. That, and so I really value his opinion. He was like, you know, some, sometimes they still talk about that that's based on stem cell research. And so there's other things behind it that's you, you gotta think about but it could be an avenue for people that need meat. It's really interesting to me, lab-grown meat. Yes, this is really interesting, and a lot of food food for thought. Yeah. Um, because well, and of you that, as a scientist, mm -hmm. too, would probably like get more than I even would. Yeah, right well, off the bat. I mean, certainly different. In terms, yeah, in terms of the science, no problem. Like that tissue culture is something that's done all the time in research. So yeah, I can see, I can wrap my head around that. Um, but then it does make me wonder, like, are we just perpetuating people like, oh yeah, I get meat, but then that will just keep them eating 
animals if that's the goal i but but then there's so much good with it as well yeah i mean i think it's there's I a lot think to think it's about. cheaper it's certainly better for the environment mm-hmm. oh yeah but it and here's actually one of the really good things it's going to make a lot of people a lot of money these companies you know so the big ones that i could find right now are upside foods which is out of california and future meats which is out of israel so i'm glad that there's two different countries it's not just like one place trying mm-hmm. to make this empire so it is happening around the world it's definitely going to make them billions and billions of dollars the meat market yeah. uh, literally the meat market um so <laughs> so i feel like you know that actually makes me feel better like maybe there will be more research it's just yeah it's just going to be weird knowing that you're eating meat from a lab it's going to be but it's also cool like ah i don't know yeah, i just no, i can't wait of, to see where it goes yeah me too yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing that up welcome yeah my cool sheet is a product, and this is called Run Gum. It is a simple yet brilliant idea, and that it's, this is how it started. It's just this idea of infusing caffeine into chewing gum. It was co-created by Nick Simmons, who's a two-time Olympic athlete, and his coach, Sam LaPrey. It has since exploded. I actually, I don't remember when, I I think it was probably about four or five years ago, Uh, but it has really exploded since they started it. And now the caffeine gum is just one of the lines they call the energy line of gums, tons of different flavors. But now additionally, there is the immunity line and the calm line that don't have caffeine in them, but instead they have other supplements like elderberry and probiotics are in the immunity one. And uh, they're really getting cross, thinking about people who want to have some way to get their caffeine in, for example, but they don't want to drink a whole bunch of coffee because they're going to go run or whatever the case may be. They just want to simply chew gum. So great idea. Run gum. Yeah, this is one of those things when you, I think maybe you first saw, or you introduced me to Nick and then I quickly mm-hmm. learned about run his, his product here. And yeah, I was like, how have we not had this before? And I think there was an old school version of like buzz gum or some kind of, mm-hmm. but it like didn't taste good. It was super rubbery and like yeah. not, yeah. you know, it was like gross old school bazooka gum style where this is like, it's good. And yes. it, it does like it has caffeine in it. I had it, but I had no idea that he has all these other yeah. versions of it or uh-huh. that, that run gum does. It's so cool. It's really yeah, it's neat. It's really, really expanded. And it's probably this combination. Nick obviously is a dedicated athlete. And then he is also a chemist. He got his degree mm, from Willamette right. university. He's one of my students has his yes. degree in chemistry. And so he was hell bent and him and his coach on making a good product. Yeah. He really wanted it to be good. And so I think that is what has allowed them to then expand. And they're also very creative and all of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they've done a really good job. Yeah, no, and it's so cool. Yeah, talk about taking two of your biggest passions and making them into a business. I mean, it's yeah. like it's, it's like the story, the origin story, everything about it is cool. Mm-hmm. Just yes. everything about it is cool. Yeah. And, and it tastes good. So I have had some, um, I think, the, I don't know if he gave me some samples or we just bought he some gave, for her yeah, to post. And, so, yeah, right. it was cool. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe he gave you some and then you. Yeah, gave when it to we me were talking like to that. him about him doing TEDx, Salem yeah, exactly. And, yeah, so he gave some samples and, yeah. and all that, and yeah, they've gotten cool. even better. So very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for Welcome. that. If you want to check out all of our show notes, at tenbestes.com slash almost twenty twenty one. 
I'm gonna be talking about an article. And this article is how your emojis are being misinterpreted if you're texting people under 25. So again, I love this theme of seeing what those crazy kids are up to and how they're navigating life. I talked about it on TikTok and other articles, having friends with uh, outside your age group, so many different things. And I had no idea that emojis are interpreted different by each generation. So millennials think of when you send them a face a smiley face to millennials, it might mean something totally different than how we intended it. And then when you, they send it to a Gen Zer, it's like an insult. It's wild to me. I had no idea. It does make you stop and think, though. Be a little bit more aware of how people interpret different things. It's a lot like life, even though it's a silly thing, emojis, it's this like character, and even people in my generation kind of some poo-poo the whole idea of emojis. I think they're fun, and I'm even more interested to know how they have different meanings. So it'll take different meanings of, okay, this is what that means to Gen Z, and this is what they use instead to do what you were trying to do. It's very cool, it's entertaining, it's silly, it's eye-opening, and it kind of fits our theme about staying curious. So definitely check out this article, how emojis are being misinterpreted if you're texting people under 25. This is great. I am definitely gonna check this out because I know I do this. <laughs> I know I do this. And actually, I think it's sometimes just me, like I'll choose an emoji that I think fits, and I'm, but my brain is like somewhere else from the other person. <laughs> And yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah it's I'm wild. Now here, okay, so one example that came to me right away is you know the like laughing crying emoji? Mm -hmm. That is like offensive to Gen Zers. But the sideways laughing one <laughs> is the funnier one. So I've actually stopped using that for because for no reason except for this article and maybe it's just all a prank too, which would be even more yeah, funny. Yeah. But oh. yeah, yeah, it's wild and I forget why, but it talks all about why they're offensive, what it can mean. A lot of it though is for like serious things like racial background, things like that. Mm -hmm. Some of them are really super interesting yeah. in that aspect and I do want to change how I use them on that, on those reasons for yeah. sure. Ooh, yeah. I run, want to run this past, not just my kids, but also my college students. Yeah, for sure, it'd be say. a good one, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. My cool sheet is, it comes from natural history, and I gotta say, this is pretty much the opposite of the thing that I talked about in my best of, where I talked about the tardigrade, the moss piglet, that is tiny, it's microscopic, and it's cute. This instead is from the Eocene, so this doesn't exist anymore, kind of, thank God. Uh, and it's a proto-whale, but this thing has a very different vibe to it. So I do love learning about extinct creatures and especially ones that I've never heard of. And this one definitely fits that bill. So its jaw was discovered, the bones of its jaw was discovered in the Sahara Desert, which used to be at the bottom of the ocean, which I didn't know that either. And this jaw showed that this thing was literally a monster that it would tear apart its prey with these huge strong jaws, kind of like a T-Rex, but it was also aquatic. So basically it could attack and eat anything on land or sea. I cannot pronounce the scientific name of it, but basically it's like a big elephant whale with T-Rex jaws, if you can imagine that. So this is this Eocene proto-whale. Whoa, that sounds super awesome and super scary. I know. And yeah, I need to check that out. Yes. Did they show like what they yes. thought it looked like? Yes. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to check it, it out. Is, yeah, no, this picture is just 
Like I said, the elephant comes from the legs, but then this jaw, it's oh just, my gosh. it's totally Plus, bizarre. The water, wow. Sounds yeah. like the scariest thing ever. I know. But also cool. Yes, oh exactly. I want to dive in more, but unfortunately we are like running way over on time. Mm -hmm. So we better wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. I hope you enjoy this Almost Cool Sheets as much as we did. I love kind of mixing up rapid fire yeah. and then we ended up talking longer than I know, is that funny? But you got 20 to this week. So Woo. very, very cool. Thank you so much. Subscribe and don't forget to stay curious. Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10bestus will be back with an all new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. 